Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at tominc.wixsite.com slash meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at Yahoo.com. Now on back to our service. Welcome to Ten of Meaning Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, and today we are in the book of Revelation 2. Uh, we were we're going through the seven churches. We did the first church last week. And now we are in the second church. Church of Smyrna. Church of Smyrna. And we're going to jump right on in. Okay. So, it is, we're going to start off at uh, Revelation. We're going to start off at Revelation 2 and 8. And it says, And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write. And remember, this is Jesus talking. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know you left off in two. Oh, yeah. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write. And we know this is Jesus talking. Because everything's in red. Mm -hmm. It says, The words of the first and the last who died and came to life. Mm -hmm. This is a church that Focuses on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And it says, I know your tribulation and your poverty. So, they've been going through some things at this church. And it's not the wealthiest church in the world. Right? But it says, but you are rich. It says, and the slander of those who say that they are Jews... And are not. But are a synagogue of Satan. We often hear about people who claim to be Jews. And come to find out they're not Jews. We hear this all the time. These are things that are still happening today. You know. Now this is a church. That God has. He understands the things that they're going through. The tribulations, the poverty that they have—it's it's not the—it's not the um, best church. It's not the richest church, but they call out people, and they and they have people that slander them that they call themselves Jews, and they're not Jews. Mm -hmm. So you got you have a church that's being talked about by other religions that ain't even. In that religion. Mm -hmm. 
or that are talked about by other people who ain't following nothing themselves. And you'll often hear about people like that in the church. When you separate yourself and you set yourself aside for God, you'll have a lot of different denominations and a lot of different people talking about you. Because you're not going with what everybody else is going with. You're not doing what everybody else is doing. You're not following what everybody else is following. It says, and they slander those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are of the Satan of state of the synagogue of Satan. Because when you find out what they believe in is demonic. God says in 10, he says, but do not fear what you are about to suffer. He goes on to tell them that I understand that you're a poor church. I understand that you are going through trials and tribulations and you got people talking about you. And he says, but do not fear what you are about to suffer. There's some more stuff that you're about to go through. Right. Because of your belief in God that's so strong, it's going to cause people to flinch. They aren't going to be on your side about this. Because what when we are doing things the right way, you condemn people around you just by the things that you don't do. And they take offense to it. I mean, we, we've all seen it. People get jealous of you and all of this stuff. And you will see people getting jealous of you that may have more things than you got. But the problem is they're empty inside. And they don't have what you have inside. Which is why God says in the scripture when he says that you're I understand your poverty, but you are rich. Because the richness that you have is inside, and it's something that they don't have. Right? Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. That you may be tested and for 10 days, you will have tri tribulation. But be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Mm -hmm. Now this is a church that is going to be tested. This is a church that's going to be going through something. And he says, you have to just, when you get tested, you're going to be tested for 10 days. And you just have to go through these tribulations. But hold on. And be faithful unto death. And this tells you how strong this church is. Be faithful until death. And you have to ask yourself when you read this. About this church of Smyrna. Are you faithful to God until death? Uh-huh. It said, he who has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
Now you have to open up your spiritual ear to understand these scriptures. Right? It says, the one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. We know the first death is natural death, but the second death is eternal death. He says, you'll, you, you'll die in the first death, but you won't have to worry about the second death when you hold on. It's very interesting, this church of Smyrna, because a lot of people talk about the church of Philadelphia being the only good church, but this was a good church. And God didn't say anything bad about it. He didn't mention anything bad about this church. He just told them everything that they're going through, they're going to go through more and just hold on. And you will not be hurt by the second death. And we have to know that. We have to understand that there is no power here on earth that should be, that you should fear more than God himself. Right? 12 says, To the church of Pergamum, and to the angel of the church in Pergamum, right? The words of him who has the sharp two-edged sword. Now we already know this two-edged sword. When he speaks about this, and this, it's, it's going to be some problems. Uh huh. He says, "I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is." Right. Yet you hold fast my name. And you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. Now, if you don't know who Antipas is, Antipas was a he was the bishop of Pergamon and he was ordained bishop of Pergamon by Apostle John. The same John that's doing these. So he was the bishop of Pergamon and he got and he was killed by Nero the um the um, emperor of Rome. Okay. The way he died, they put him in this big bull and they put him inside the bull and then they roasted the man until he died. craziest thing I've ever heard. But this is how they killed him. And this is uh, 
they used to, and they killed in those days, this was something that they did to people who they believed were uh, demon field and stuff like that. And they call themselves purging the place of demonic uh, of a demonic presence. But this is what they did to Antipas. And it makes us and it makes sense because the way he was killed, how he's mentioned in the Bible as one of God's faithful. Uh -huh. So you would know that he was killed like he was of a demonic thing, but God showing you that he was one of mine. And he says, and you did, and he and he mentions, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas. Now he says this because even in the days of Antipas, because he knows how Antipas died. He saw how Antipas died. And when the people around him that was on Antipas' side, right? They saw him die like this. They still stayed faithful. Uh -huh, uh -huh. This did not scare them into, you know, going into obscurity. They still stuck with the faith. These are some faithful people. Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you were where Satan dwells. He says, but I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teachings of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel. Now, if you don't know the story about Balaam and Balak, Balak was the king of the Moabites. He was the king of Moab. And Balaam was a prophet. And he was trying to get... And this king of Moab, the Israelites, had come to that countryside. Right? Uh -huh. And they say, okay, well, this king, he say, you know, it's too many of these people. And we know what happened <coughs> in Egypt. This goes, you know, because... Them coming out of Egypt was huge, even then. And he said, you know what, I know what happened when they came out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And we saw what they did to the Amorites. Mm -hmm. It's too many of them, we can't overtake them. So I'm going to get Balaam, who is the prophet, to curse these people so they can leave. Mm. So when he tries to get... Balaam, the prophet, to curse these people. Uh -huh. It came down to the fact that Balaam had to tell them, what God has blessed, I can't curse. Mm -hmm. Right? So he tells them, okay, so God is explaining how, but, I, but a few things I have against you. You have some there who hold to the teachings of Balaam. Who taught, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block in the sons of Israel's way. 
So Balaam was the prophet. The prophet taught the king how to get around what God told him to do. To do something to the, to the uh, Israelites. Now what did he do? Balaam allowed the Israelites and the, Moab, and the Moabites to, to uh, come together. So what ended up happening is the Israelites started worshiping the Moabites' gods. Uh -huh. They start being into idolatry. Mm. And he says, you know, this is the teaching that they have at this church. Mm -hmm. Now, what does all of that mean? That means that this, just like nowadays, this was a church that's an all-inclusion church. Mm -hmm. Anybody can come to church, no matter what kind of person you are, no matter what your lifestyle is, mm -hmm. God will still love you anyway. Mm -hmm. And this is what God is talking about in this church. But I will have these few things against you. You, you hold to the teachings of Balaam. You hold to the teachings of this all-inclusion thing where everybody can be mixed together and nothing, and and God won't get mad about it. Mm -hmm. And he says, and you put this. In, he says, and how how Balaam, who taught the who taught King Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so they so they might eat food that was sacrificed to the idols. So they eating food that's forbidden. They're sacrificing to idols. They're worshiping idols. He said, and they're practicing sexual immoralities. And this all goes into an all-inclusion church. When God tells us that we are all set aside. Right? He says, so also you have some who hold to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. And we talked to, and he mentioned the Nicolaitans in the first one. Now the Nicolaitans go all the way back to Nimrod. When you look up Nimrod's name, his name is Nicholas in other countries. When you look it up and you see in different countries, his name is Nicholas. In Asia Minor, the name Nicolaitan was named Santa. This is where you get Santa. Nicolaitans, Saint Nick, Saint Nicholas. All of these things come together to show you that these things are of the devil. And the Nicolaitans were a people in this day that had an all-inclusion church. When you read about the Nicolaitans, it talks about if you um, ever read in Acts, where they had uh, the seven, which people call the seven deacons. But it never said that in the scripture, but this is how everybody know them by. One of the seven deacons, as people call them, his name was Nicholas. Now, this guy Nicholas 
was one who was in church, doing what he's supposed to do, mm -hmm. following God's word. But he had this issue where he had this thing where he just believed that everybody could be included. Mm -hmm. So once he passed away, the teachings that he had that he had put into that church trickled down into these people and they start calling themselves the Nicolaitans. Mm -hmm. And now they have, and then this was the thing where they ended up with this all-inclusion church where they was being any kind of way. You could be gay, you could be this, you could be that. All of these sexual immoralities are going through the church. And they were doing all of these things in the church. The teachings of the Nicolaitans. If you didn't know, you can look it up. It'll tell you all of this stuff. So, Jesus goes on to say, in 16, therefore, repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. God says, if you don't change this, these ways in this church, you will be at war against me. I don't believe anybody wants to be at war with God. <laughs> no church. No church, right. He says, therefore repent. If not, I will come to you as soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He says to the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna. And I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. Can you imagine getting a name that God gives you that nobody knows but you? God give you a nickname that's just yours. This is your name. Nobody knows this name but you. God gives you a name that's never been in history. Wow. It's never been spoken before. And this is how precious this this is how precious God wants this to turn around. He wants this church to turn around. The church has some good aspects. Uh -huh. But it also has these things that could get it destroyed. And he says, and you need to fix this. Mm -hmm. Or this will be the demise of this church. Mm -hmm. Right? right? God says, I will give you some hidden manna. 
You know, and we look at manna in the Bible. Manna was something that God fed them with right. in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. God says, I have some manna that ain't nobody seen before mm -hmm. for you. things that are going on in our churches. We have to pay attention and be aware of these churches and how they equal out or don't equal out to what scripture says. Right. Right? We have to make sure that we understand that the churches are following God's rules right. and not their own right. and not twisting scripture to right. fit their own agendas right. I mean if you don't want to be part of God's word just don't be a church call yourself a social club Because at the end of the day, you're not a church. Yeah. And so, the only way we're going to really get a good understanding of these scriptures and what these churches are supposed to do is to make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Right? And get true revelation knowledge from God about God. Right. Coming from the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you today for these scriptures. We thank you for showing us in those two churches the things that they need to do and the things that they need to fix. Uh -huh. And Father, we can look at these two churches and understand that we have some of these issues in our own churches and we need to fix them. We need to fix them. Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins and now we have a chance at everlasting life. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we thank you and say, Amen. 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 Stay blessed and faithful. Uh -huh. Hi. Thanks for watching Ten of Meeting Holiness Ministries. For more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.